Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Raw Knuckles podcast. We'd really appreciate it if you'd like, subscribe, and share with a friend. I like to glance at it, especially if I made a nice play there. Or yeah, <laughs> right. If I should have, you know, he's showing me, he's like, hey, I was open. And you're like, yeah, I know. I guess I should have made a better play. All right. <laughs> when I stepped on the ice, I never backed down and I never stayed down. And I was vicious, and I was malicious, and I don't care. I'm alive. He's a freaking madman. Look at him going to town. That'll be a suspension. That'll be a fine. All right, Joe. How are you, pal? Doing good. Good. Listen, you're in uh, Montreal. I actually live here. Um, not too far. I just came down to the studio. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, the studio's in the house. Fuck, I wish. <laughs> Up there, huh? I wish, but um, yeah, listen, we'll get going here. I just want to, um, uh, I guess start, um, well, with you and Tim fucking in Russia, like, what was that like playing with Tim? Because Tim told me, he said, I heard Joe Pavelski's coming all over, he said, I was all excited. <laughs> then he got there, he said, he told me, he said, fuck, he doesn't do anything really good, he just does everything really good. <laughs> Yeah, so, and he's fat, and he's fat, <laughs> and he's fat, and he had tits, <laughs> and he likes to eat. And how was that time in Russia? It was good. Um, you go over there just not really knowing what to expect, but I think the lockout's going on. Um, you're hearing from coaches, players that's like, hey, you know, we'd love to see you go play, uh, kind of stay active, stay in the game shape. This lockout's going to get sorted out at some point. I think we initially went over there thinking four weeks would be a long time. If the lockout was still going on, ended up staying 10 weeks. Um, but going to Minsk with the imports we had and, and Buster there and Pekka Rene, um, our captain, Yuri Karyalati, uh <laughs> it was, uh, we had a good time. It, it was fun. A lot of lunches, a lot of dinners, just, um, you know, on the personal level, it, it was nice to have those guys around and, and make it because you're leaving home. I had a two year old at the time. Um, just a lot of a lot of unknowns, really. And you're going over there for four weeks. And next thing you know, it's almost Christmas. And you're like, all right, it's time time to get back. Remember how bad they tried to keep you? Like, like, they're like <laughs> they were offering everything possible to keep them <laughs> for like one more game. They're like, just play the next game. He's like, I got to go. Were. And we, we had a good time together. I mean, it no, was, we it, had a blast. Yeah. It was a nice little organization for, for our, my experience there. I think I played 17 games. It was good. It was, it was a, it was a fun team to be around. It was a great building. Yeah. We got to that point. I think it was, it was time for me to go home and <laughs> they were like, well, we're right in the playoff hunt. We, we could really use it for these next three games. You know, there were three teams out of the playoffs. I think it got to the point where it was like, Stay. We'll give you fifty grand every win. Yeah, yeah was... you think you should win, and and then it got to the point where it was like, well, why don't we just sign you? I think they offered me a four year deal. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and and twenty percent of Gazprom, and yeah. <laughs> oh, oh man. But no, awesome. it, it was good. I think it was also probably I was going into a contract year, and you're still you feel young in your your career that at that time and i'm like yeah i probably need to go play and, and hopefully the transition and back into the season will be a little bit smoother getting into game shape um you know how it is you, you train all summer to get ready for the season training camp feels like it takes forever 
And now you throw a lockout in there and you're like to, to do it all on your own. You know, it's just a couple guys. It, it was, you know, it turned out to be a good decision for myself. All right. So listen, I want to go back to Plover, Wisconsin. Um, Plover. Uh, Plover. Um, <laughs> uh, small town, what, on a lake? What, it, it, Tim says you love fishing, but what type of town did you grow up in? Yeah, small town. Um, Dad is uh, self-employed, paints, hangs, hangs wallpaper. Mom does a lot of the bookkeeping. They're still still going at it there. Um, just a great town. The Wisconsin River ran through it, so we always had good fishing. Um, there are a couple good little ponds around there. Dad loves to hunt and fish, so we grew up in the outdoors. And then we grew up right in a great little neighborhood. We had the ball diamonds a block away. Um, there was a outdoor ice rink there every year. And then uh, my older brother, Jerry, was kind of the one that would always build a rink in our backyard. And, you know, so there was always ice in the wintertime just to go out and play with your buddies and, and just kind of be a kid. That's not near, is that near Eagle River? It's a couple hours away. Okay, yeah, Ludwig. It's from, right right in the middle of the state. Ludz is from there, uh, Craig Ludwig. Yeah. I played with him. I remember Kim, I went up to Eagle River once with him. It's a legend. I was like, I was like <laughs> yeah. where the fuck am I? Eagle River. <laughs> Um, it's beautiful up there. Yeah, it was awesome. But, you know, grew up in, I grew up in the fucking city. So it's like, you know, I was in the middle of nowhere. I didn't know. Eagle River probably yeah. has one of the best youth drinks out there. Um, it was just a little, it was a wooden dome, small sheet. The bleachers are right on top of you. It was always fun to go up there and play. Eagle so, River. So, yeah. And your brother, your older brother, he built the hockey rink, uh, but your younger brother, Scott, he played at UNH, huh? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He played. Similar type player? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Doesn't do any one thing great. (laughs) Uh, You know, he worked, he walked on at UNH, you know, I give him a lot of credit. He kind of earned his way. Didn't always get the most playing time, but just a, just a great kid. Um, you know, good teammate. All those types of things, and he had a he had a couple good weekends. And I mean, you know how it is playing college hockey. There's yep. for the guys that do it. There's nothing like it being part of that team. And you go to school, but even even like looking after, you go to pro, and, and you always come back. You know, for us at, at Wisconsin, being a Badger, there was always that pro group that was coming back, training together. You know, you kind of got each other's backs you you want each other to succeed and it, we, we had an awesome culture also awesome group there i didn't even know you had brothers pabs thanks for telling yeah. me that one i had zero idea <laughs> Older was brother. like, hey uh brother i'm like i don't think he has any brothers i know sure. more I about him than you brother. you gotta do your <laughs> fucking homework older sister <laughs> brother you gotta do your homework, Tim. Fuck, you never did your homework. That's why. Right? I just thought we were better friends. That's all. I thought me and him were just closer friends. That's all. So, Good. you start uh, leave Wisconsin. You end up going uh, turning pro. You end up uh, going to the San Jose Sharks. You played in Worcester a little bit, uh, sixteen games. That's awesome. I remember American League for me. I was the only forty nine games, and I, I like I just wanted out of there so bad. Um, that 16 games, man, you put up some points and they call you up that first year in San Jose. Um, all of a sudden NHL, uh, what was that like for you? Uh, that first year, can you remember that first game, that first, yeah, 
Yeah, I remember it all. It, it was awesome. Um, I mean, going right back to college when you're deciding as a sophomore to leave, you're talking to everybody. And I remember Mike Eves kind of sitting me down saying, you know, if you're going to leave, you got to expect you're, you're going to get into the NHL at some point pretty quick because that's where the game's at that you want to get to. That's where the money's at. That's where, you know, your dreams are at. And he wanted to make sure I wasn't rushing it, but I felt like I was ready for something more. And you go to, I remember my first camp, one of the first days in, in training camp, and we're doing a battle drill, or, or we're, we got a scrimmage, and Scott Parker's, I got the puck in the corner, and Scott Parker's racing his way towards me, and I'm like, I, I dish it off, and I dodge the check, and I'm just sitting here thinking, man, all right, I got to survive somehow. <laughs> You're going to have to keep your head up. You're going to have to you know, play this game with your head up and share the puck and, and move. And I think I got a couple preseason games, got sent down to the American League. Uh, got off to a great start down there. Like you said, 16 games. I went in, you know, just super excited to be playing pro hockey. Like, I'm going to the rink for two hours, three hours. You know, you get your ice time. I'm going to work on my game. I'm going to enjoy it. And then we'll go home and reset and do it again. And I think it was just a the right mindset. I didn't ex expect to be given anything. Um, went down there just expecting to work on my game and, and play. And I had some great, great guys. Scott Ferguson, um, my first line mate, Matthew Darsh. Um, I think he's assistant GM right now with Tampa. You know, he's done a good yeah. job there. But but these guys took me under their wings pretty quickly. And next thing you know, it's Thanksgiving and I'm getting called up to San Jose. I remember the call. It was I was laying in bed probably 2, 3 a.m., phone's ringing. Glad I had my phone on. Um, <laughs> they're like, uh, Milan Mahalik got hurt. You're getting the call up. You're going up in the morning. Got to the rink at 6 on a bus to Boston to jump to fly to San Francisco land around probably 12 o'clock and take a cab to the hotel. And next thing you know, I'm sitting at the showing up two and a half, three hours before the game. And, you know, Jumbo's there already. He's already been there for an hour. He's notoriously getting there early and um, guys are there and they're welcoming me. And we're just, just rolling with, it. I played with uh, Patty Marlowe and Steve Bernier. That first game got probably 15 minutes. Um, I just remember getting the puck being like, wow, this is the NHL. Like guys are going to be flying at me. I don't know if I can do it. Um, you know, I have that little bit of scared yeah. just energy going and it's just, it, it helped. Yeah. I'm, you know, my game's kind of based off my mind in a lot of ways. So I'm making plays, jumping the holes and felt like I had a really good game. Ended up scoring a goal. And I think I scored a goal probably seven of my first 11 or 12 games. So <laughs> it was a, yeah. It was a great start and just kind of rolled from there. Yeah, that's a pretty good start, huh, Nux? Seven. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, yeah, no, I I certainly understand the feeling. I, my first game, I remember I, I was scared to death. Like, I forgot everything I did in the American League. I had that under control down there, but when I come up, I was just scared shit my first couple shifts. And um, actually, first couple games. My second game was in Philly. First game was in Atlanta, but I, like you, I just remembered everything about it, that first game. And that's why I asked. I want, want to kind of get your feeling, but I, I remember sitting in the, I think it was the second period come from the East, East coast, um, seven thirty starts mainly in San Jose. It, it's probably 
I don't know what time it is out back in Worcester right now. And I just remember the second period just sitting there being like, wow, I've been up for a while today. I couldn't, t- couldn't sleep during my nap and just kind of going off pure adrenaline and um, worked out, scored, scored that goal in the third period and went from there. Yeah. I felt like the game, did you feel like the game was easier? Yeah, I think like so. That's, uh, yeah, that's what I felt like. If, if I think if you got, you know, the, if you're a smart hockey player, if you got some IQ to you, it's easier. Guys are in more positions. You know, they're not running out of position as much. Yep. Um, the support on the ice is better. So if you're looking to kind of get it, you know, make that next play, someone's usually available and you have a good understanding where guys are. So San Jose, your assistant general manager, Tim Burke, and I were roommates. You know, Burke. No way. Berkey loves you. I talked to Berkey about you, obviously, but he had nothing but respect and good words for him, for you. Uh, yeah, I had a lot of good conversations. You. We called Berkey. I think uh, he was probably behind his back, but he was the grill master, man. He would he would get into guys. He, would, he always <laughs> had something about your game. You oh, yeah. Get, you could improve on. He had an opinion, um, but had a lot of great conversations about everything with that guy and um, I haven't seen him in a few years, so hopefully he's doing well. But, yeah, he is. Yeah, he, he was there. He's a big part of it for sure. Yeah, he um, he loves the game, no question about it. But so th- those years in San Jose, playing hockey, you go, from, you know, Wisconsin, you're playing badges, and next thing you're playing, it's, I mean, how, mu- how much better does it get than that, playing in a climate like that with a really good hockey team, not just – Back in the day, it was like, oh, I want to play in L.A., but L.A. sucked, but with nice weather, we can golf, we can fuck around. But you guys had a good team, and, Christ, you really build something there. And it, how was that, like, th- that whole team coming together and some of the super players that you played alongside? Yeah, right from day one, you step into that situation. You know, you're looking at Joe Thornton. Chichu's coming off the 56-goal season, you know, um, you have the D-men, you have the forwards, the goalies. It's And in that weather, you know, it puts a smile on everyone's face a little bit more often. Um, then you're winning games on top of it. it. It was a great, great room. You know, the 13 years I was there, it was awesome. We, we really enjoyed it. Um, and people don't give it enough credit when a young guy comes into a room like that that's established, you know, with good leaders, good energy, guys that want to work, do it the right way and want to have fun. It goes so long for the, the young guys, and you can learn. You know, they pull you along. You get an extra little grace period to kind of try to keep learning and, and growing your game and developing just kind of as a teammate. And they owe a lot to, to that system and that culture that we were there. And we had a lot of good teams, a lot of good runs. We always, you know, came up a little short for whatever reason. But, man – there was the tank was rocking every night and the playoffs, it was an incredible place to play. So with that kind of lineup, like did you early on, I mean, you probably had to earn some ice time, right? I mean, I, I know you, we talked about you, you getting a, what, I don't know a coach exactly who, what the coach was, but about winning faceoffs, um, yeah. focusing on that, but were you on the power play from the, the start or what was the situation when you, first yeah, that up? I don't remember being on the power play first right away. Um, so Ron Wilson was my first coach, first two years come up, I have tons of success early. I kind of block a shot into my ankle, um, finish the game. Can't, you know, can't really put pressure on it. Miss the next handful of games, come back. 
I'm playing, you know, 15, 16 minutes. Then that slowly trickles down as I just wasn't myself. I wasn't moving as good. Lost some confidence. I remember going all the way down to 10 minutes to be in a healthy scratch in the playoffs in and out. And I remember that end of the year meeting with Ron and he's like, we got Tori Mitchell, Devin Setaguchi coming up next year. We kind of got you as a last forward at, at the moment. I'm just thinking here like, wow, I thought I was – thought I was in and and now I think I'm out again and they're saying you know you got to have a good summer and come back and reprove yourself and went and had a good summer just worked hard um came back started on the fourth line got up to the third line had a little run with JR we had some success found myself kind of back up towards the top six forwards and and I think I finished that year right around probably 18 19 minutes tonight and, and playing good, playing, you know, in a lot of the situations. And then when, you, you know, we are playing on those good teams, there's, I don't know if we had a top six. We had, you know, that top nine was pretty good. And you found yourself, there was a stretch, I think I was center in the third line. And then playing on the first unit PP. And it was just the way it was. You, whatever, you know, however they saw fit, you just go out and, and do it. And, and the thing you're referring to, Buster, with the face-offs, I think when Todd McClellan came in, had a good conversation with him in the summer, and then um, Jay Woodcroft, right, the coach with Edmonton, those two, I owe a lot to them. I learned a lot about the game from those guys and how to be a pro. And they came over from Detroit when Detroit was rolling and, you know, went, they won that cup and were in the finals. Um, it was just a conversation like, hey, we, we got a big, you know, kind of we got a big vision for you, but to earn some of that ice time, your, your, your face-offs are going to have to go up. You're going to have to be a little bit heavier in the D zone. And he's like, if, if we can trust you winning some face-offs and getting that percentage up, you're automatically going to get, you know, a few more power play face-offs, a little bit more D zone PK, your ice time's going to go up. And so I was, you know, back to figuring out how, how we get better at face-offs now. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, I, and God, I look at that record in the playoffs, yeah, uh, incredible record, 64 goals. But, you know, looking at uh, that team overall, and listen, I played 13 years. I missed the playoffs one year, and we missed it on the last day of the season. And what, what are you, like 15, 16 years now? And what, did you miss it twice? Yeah, you're, you're 17. Unbelievable, 17. Once in San Jose, and we had a good team. We just had some stuff going on for whatever reason. It didn't work out that year. And, um, you know, that following year after that, Pete DeBoer came in and we had some good meetings with him. And, you know, there were a lot of questions about our culture and, and leadership. And he was like, you know what? Everything I've seen from day one, like you guys, you guys work tremendously hard. You do the right things. We just got to keep going. Got to get you guys some rest. You're not getting any younger. Um, a few more days off here and there, but like, let's go have fun and let's keep working. And this year we went to the finals, you know, we lost a pit in, in six games, uh -huh. but all the feelings that year was, it, you know, especially in the playoffs, we, it, it was, it was right there for us. And yeah, I mean, the playoffs, it's, it's everything, right? Yeah. You play every year. We missed it once in San Jose, once here now um, in Dallas and, it's such a treat, you know, it's such a reward to be playing that time here. All the goals mean something a little bit more. Um, the fan bases are fired up. There's, it's, you know, obviously I would think everyone would pretty much say it's one of the highlights of their career is playing in the playoffs. 
Yeah, you know, listen, I, I, I just took it for granted. And I also think back in 86 when I was fortunate enough to be with a group of guys that won the cup in 86. And I got to tell you, I'm, I'm thinking we'll be back here next year. Fucking no way we'll be back here. It, like, it's incredible. Like, when you're a young kid like that and you're just like, yeah, this is going to be easy. We'll be back. And man, I never realized how difficult it was. And that's, you know, yeah. you would you get to the final one year, right? But Yeah, one year there yeah. and then in the bubble with Dallas. We yeah, were, we were right. Back in, and it's just, yeah, yeah you, you can feel it when it's happening now. They get into the final twice. You can definitely feel the energy in the room growing, how everyone's bought in everyone's ready just to put their best game out every night and expect to win over seven games. And, you know, you, you get that feeling in the locker room, you, you definitely believe anything can happen, but man, like there were moments, you know, playing with Jumbo where he would, he'd be getting on guys in the room, you know, after a first period, second period. And kind of what I always took from that was just, he, he, he wants help. You always want help as a teammate. You want to do your thing, but you also want everyone else doing their thing. And then the, the biggest thing is there's no wasted nights. Like you're down two goals going in the third. You can't pack it in. If you want to get to the playoffs, you, you got to kind of have that mindset every night. Hopefully you, you steal a couple of those wins throughout a year and it puts you in a good spot or it gets you in, gets you over the hump. And so that, that's something I kind of, you know, always go back to is just no wasted nights. Like, like find a way. Like, like, yeah, that was kind of my message too. I have zero <laughs> playoff games. Zero. I have, z- I have nothing to contribute to this conversation. Anyways, keep going. Go ahead. The, That's uh, a first. <laughs> well, it, it, the guys you play with are awesome, right? Let, let, let's go, if we can, to the injury and uh, that whole thing. I mean, what a horrific injury. I was watching the game that night, and then um, certainly what happened after which was stunning. Now, five-minute major is one thing, but it's incredible to me. Not, And I don't want to give the credit to Vegas saying the wheels fell off as much as I want to give it to the sh- Sharks because, man, when they took you off the ice, Kane was right there, Jumbo Joe was holding your head, away you go in, and that fucking, that group of guys, they were fucking possessed. After that, yeah. it was incredible. Like, I, it honestly, was it, it's one of the most stunning comebacks in, it, that I've ever seen in this sport. And it was like, how much credit you give to that, that teammate, teammates for really kind of rallying around you. Yeah, it was a wild night. It really was. Um, that stretch there, I, I kind of I, I, I tweaked my MCL probably with about 10 games left, came back with two or three left in the season. Game one, I get smoked in the face with a puck, and it goes in the net. Um, I remember that. <laughs> lose the teeth. I remember that. <laughs> game, game six, I block a shot. The one we won in overtime shorthanded with Hurdle's goal. We're down 3-1 in that series. Like, everyone forgets we're down 3-1 in that series. Block a shot, I crack a finger, um, shoot it up the next night. It's, you know, it. I think it gets worse. It probably displaces then, and we're just getting through. We're down 3 nothing. That that play happens. The face-off, little push, kind of get clipped. Five-minute major or not, that, that, that was the call. And 
I don't remember really anything from that face-off. I, I've watched it now. I've seen it. So I saw it happened. Our trainer comes out, or he told me he came out, and he's like, Pav, what do you want? you want a stretcher, or where are you at? And I was just like, no, just get me off the ice. And uh, the first the first thing that I remember is we're probably – couple of yards from the bench and I just see Jumbo's face right here. He's just like, Pat, we got you. You're going to be all right. You're, you're good. You're good. We got you. And, um, so we go in and get in the training room and Razor's looking at me. He's like, you know where you are? And I'm like, yeah, we're game seven Vegas, you know, yeah. Friday night, whatever it was. He's like, all right, you're actually with it pretty good. <laughs> so the first staple goes in the head to kind of, he's like, let's get you cleaned up first off. First staple goes in, um, hear the goal horn. I'm like, what was that? He's like, I guess we scored 3-1. Probably the last staple goes in, the horn's going off again. And it's, I'm like, what was that? And he's like, 3-2, we scored. I'm like, how did we score again? He's like, power play. I'm like, I thought the first was a power play. He's like, five-minute major. I was like, really? I'm like, what happened? <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm just, it's, it was a blur there. I go, so we get cleaned up a little bit, and he sits me down in his office. I'm watching the game, and I'm looking at the score, and it's 4-3. And I'm like, Ray, are we winning? And he's like, yeah. The guys rallied. And I was like, wow, I got teary-eyed. I was just like, so that's unbelievable. guys. The emotions yeah. are going. You know, we got a concussion, everything. Um, we're what everyone forgets too, like we score four goals there. We're winning now four, three and there's seven minutes left, but it feels like we won the game. So the guy's got to calm down. We're playing a fine, you know, fine, final six, seven minutes. And everyone starts coming in to watch the last minute in the, in the trainer's room and where I, I come out of the office and I want to be around these guys. And I get out, it's like 10 seconds out, all of a sudden Vegas scores 4-4. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm right back to the office. <laughs> yeah. So the boys come in, they're all fired up. Hurdle, I remember him coming in. Um, Goody, you know, they're all fired up. They're like, we're winning this game. And they go out and obviously Hurdle, or Goodrow makes a, you know, a heck of a play to score that, score that game-winning goal. And, and it, it was a pretty special night. Yeah, it was incredible. Uh, Oh, and I, and I, I, just, I mean, there are so many things you heard uh, those guys talk about it. And the first unit went out and they scored, right? And they they came back and they scored pretty quick. And they went right back out and scored another one. And they were coming to the bench and they were going to change. And the second unit was going to go out. And I think Jumbo was the guy that, that stood up and was like, like, Pete, like, we're not going. Those guys are going. And he's on those guys. He's like, you guys go score again. And, uh, you know, for him to step up and do that and like that's huge. that situation, you're like, it was just incredible. And, and they went and got it done. And yeah. I mean, we're, you don't hear that, right? You don't hear those things. And, um, you know, uh, a guy like Joe stepping up like that. I, I remember meeting him his first year in Boston. He was just this goofy young kid. Right. It was, it was yeah. hilarious. He, you know, <laughs> here I am. And finally the nhl and I, I then i you know i heard nothing but good things about him um from every teammate and just how it yeah. was with he's, with he's incredible teammate. he always talks about it he's like i think he played six minutes a night his rookie year yeah pat you burns know, a handful, handful of points fought 20 25 uh -huh. times like tough and uh -huh. uh 
you know, just worked his way into being what he is now. And he's that same goofy, loving teammate, like just yeah. so much fun to be around. So, all right. So you're shocked, Korea. Um, what happens there at the end? Because, God, you, you, you would think, you know, you, you, you're a San Jose shock. You look like you're going to play there your whole career. And then um, it doesn't happen. You end up going to uh, Dallas. What happened there? Yeah, that, that was the plan. That was the vision I always kind of had. Um, and it just didn't work out. At the end of the day, it didn't work out. They didn't have the, the room. They didn't, you know, we'll just kind of leave it at that. There wasn't, okay. it didn't work out. And, um, you know, I think everything kind of happens for a reason. And, you know, we test free agency. People are like, you're going to love it. You're going to see what, like what teams think of you around the, around the league. And it's, it'll be flattering at times. You had a lot of teams call a lot of options settled on Dallas, you know, went, went into Dallas and, um, if I can ask, why did you settle on Dallas? Was it purely financial or combination? There was a combination of everything, you know, wanted to get paid when you were there. Definitely. You wanted the golf that plays into it. Um, (laughs) we're looking if there was an option, a direct flight back to Madison, back home. Like we've been on the West coast. I wanted to get back into the central time zone. Mom and dad, you know, they're staying up. The game doesn't start till nine 30 for everyone back home. That, that was a big part of it. Um, another warm climate was, <laughs> was awesome. It was, awesome. It, was, it was always a city that, um, you know, I enjoyed going to. And that, that's, that's where we settled. And we had plenty of options and good options. And that, that's where it took us. And then COVID hit. And, I mean, down in Texas, the world didn't change a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, and it was awesome for our family uh, with having a young boy and he was playing hockey and going to school and, um, you know, just getting to still be a kid. And, and then we were playing hockey and golfing and doing some hunting, all the, all the good stuff. So it was, it's been good. I've really enjoyed my time in Dallas and it's been a great group of guys. And what was that? What was that finals? Like that was during the COVID, right? No fans. No fans. So it, what, it, you, and then you had the finals with, you know, what was it that? Had a, it had a little bit of Minsk feeling to it. A little bit <laughs> of, um, just being away from everybody for, you know, the 60 days, whatever it was here. You know, it's after going through one finals in San Jose and how just mu- how much energy is in a city, in, in your city, when you're going through that and how much everyone backs you, it was you felt a little bit bad not to be able to share it with the fans and the family, you know, in the, in your own building, but it was exciting. I mean, I mean, you knew what you were playing for, I think. And the atmosphere, you know, sucked at times for sure. <laughs> and it was quiet. You could hear, if you went and watched one of those games, you could hear guys yelling at the ref. You could hear guys yelling at each other, the puck passing, but it was once that puck dropped, you kind of just got in your own space and you had an under, understanding of what you were playing for. And it was just like, all right, let's just flip the switch and go do it. And it was, I think a big part of it was mental. What, uh, you're 38 years old now. I, I think back 34, and obviously I played a different style of hockey, but 34 was fucking getting difficult for me, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was starting to, um, you know, let that little half step, um, I was starting to question myself with some things. 
you're 38 years old and I got you're fit, you're in shape, you, you know, you're you're certainly a different player, but it's still the grind of an NHL season at 38. What what are some of the biggest challenges for you at this point in your career? Um, your day to day challenges. What are, what what mental, physical? What what? Yeah, the the body. The the body is the biggest challenge. Um, I I spend a lot more time on it, and you know, every game day I'm going to see a guy whenever I can, and it works out. I'm going to see him, and I, I leave his his table, and I'm feeling, you know, I'm like, this is great. I can play for a while. <laughs> Next morning rolls around, and I'm. You know, shooting them a text and how can I get back on this table? Uh, you know, so those little things, a little bit more water, I guess, a um, little bit more stretching, hands-on work, stuff like that. The mind's great. No problems there. And yeah. the funny thing is with it all, even going through free agency and when you're still talking is everyone's worried about you losing a step. And it's tough to lose a step when you never had one. <laughs> like, he's like, well, that's been your comment about Joe his whole career. Is is he fast enough? Is he here or there? You just keep trying to find a way. And you know what? You the hockey in Dallas has been fun. I've been playing with, you know, two kids with Rupe and, and Robo, smart players, high end skill. You know, you got Miro on the back end, you got some guys, you got another almost thirty eight year old in suits, uh, buzzing around making plays. You you can just see I think if you're going to play for a while, you got to know the game. You got to, you got to have some skill, no doubt. You got to, you know, love the game, but the mind has to really take over, and um, that's just the biggest part. Take care of the body, but then let the mind kind of push it, push it wherever. You it think wants the to game's go. changed? Uh, you know, how's it changed from you know I, when you first played until today? You know, if the game's game. a great spot. I, I don't. I, I think it's got to be as as good as it's ever been. I mean, it's there's. I mean, there's some guys that can absolutely wheel out there. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and the crazy. skill level is so high. And you can see it in the kids. Like with my kid Nate um, and his teammates, you see their hands and the skill that the plays that they can make right now. I'm like, my hands don't work that fast. And you can just see them watching, you know, the McDavid's, the McKinnon's, the, these type of guys. And it's... It's good. It's a fast game. I think the refing's been really good. The The biggest thing is you, you still get guys that want to just wheel and not understand where they are in the ice and, and who's out there. And there's some big hits that you're like, it probably didn't need to happen. But but you forget, you, you know, and, and you get – you're trying to go score and guys get caught once in a while. That's part of the game, which I'm really happy to – you know, it's there. The, the that's why we have one of the best games is that physicality in it and the speed it produces and, you know, line changes on the fly, all that stuff. It's, it's, it's good. I, I like where the game's at right now. So your first year, how old were you your first year? 22? It was 22. Yeah. 22. Okay. So what does the 38 year old Joe Pavelski, what advice does he give the 22 year old Joe Pavelski? If he call it, oh, that's a great question. Um, work, love to work. You know, for me, one of the things I kind of established early on when I was at Wisconsin, that was probably the first real time I lifted lifted a weight. Yeah. Um, and it was like that second year, I was like, wow, if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna have to learn to love the gym. You know, so 
kind of that understanding that that's part of my job. Um, and then just the teammate, uh, like, like being a teammate, understanding that all you want from the guy next to you is like pull your weight, work hard, show up every day, show up on time, you know, be ready to go. And, and that's, I give that advice because I learned that along the way, you know, through Patty Marlowe, through Jumbo, through a Rob Blake, you know, these guys that love the game as much as they, they did and showed up and played every night and would get after you a little bit. It was because they, they just wanted the best from you and for you and wanted to do it together. That's awesome. That's awesome stuff. Um, so you're in Montreal. What, what's your favorite, favorite, um, NHL city, man, one of the, I, I would probably say Montreal has got to be the best arena with the fans and the, the history. You can feel it. You feel the energy in here. Um, I've always liked playing Chicago. Yeah. Um, Winnipeg, Winnipeg, <laughs> Winnipeg. Um, you know what? Like early in my career, I loved playing in LA, loved playing in Dallas feel felt like every time I went in there I was scoring you know so you then LA turns into you know a pretty good team and every time we went in there for freaking felt like 10 years straight I, I talked to Brownie one time about it he goes we just knew it was going to be a 2-1 game and they're big man on man Daryl Sutter uh um, yeah. big defenseman you're just man on man clutch and grabbing and you just had to you know, th throw yourself at that game. And if everyone bought in that night, you were up 2-1. And if not, you were probably losing 2-1. But it was going to be a one-goal game and hard fought. And there were there were a lot of good contests there against Cop Kopitar and Quickie and all those guys. Yeah, I think of that that one year. That, well, the year they won the Cup, would they have four game sevens? Yeah. L L.A., right? They won four game sevens yep. that year. Like, yep. crazy. Um, man, that's um, – yeah. Those are great games. Um, I remember watching that series too. So, um, thirty-eight years old. You're in Dallas now. Um, the golf game, gotta love it. Your son Nathan. I, I saw you had him at the All Star game. There, he got everybody's stick. That was so cool. Being a kid, being able to enjoy that, and and you just apparently got finished watching uh, his game. What 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 level is he at now? Uh, yeah, they're uh, Peewees, second-year Peewees. Pee they're out in Charleston at a big big tournament. They got a lot of the top 10 teams. Um, they got it handed to them yesterday. They kind of re responded well today with a nice win. Um, <laughs> so it's good to see. You know, it's funny. You just teach these kids kind of how you see the game, how you play. They got a great coach in Barrett Wilson. Um, his dad is Rick Wilson, longtime coach yeah. in the NFL. You know, so Suits and I get on the bench. We work the doors for him. <laughs> and get on the ice help run a few drills but it's fun they got a good little group and, and we enjoy being around those kids it's yeah no it's probably get too much enjoyment out of it to be honest so, so, um, so go ahead go ahead tim no go. no go ahead fire, no, fire no, away was... come on fire away fuck you've been sitting there with your thumb up your ass Let's i know go. i know i'm just <laughs> you know this whole playoff talk just uh no i wasn't gonna say anything honestly i wasn't really gonna say anything i was just gonna say something stupid like yeah hey. uh -huh. so you watch your kids games a lot don't know just go we'll edit this yeah All no right, go yeah, i i gotta i talked to him this morning and i'm probably gonna say the kid's name wrong but that's slavkovsky the first yeah yeah what, how do you say that Slavkovsky. Slavkovsky. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I got a message from Tuna today asking for one. I, I got to bring home a stick from him. So I got to yeah. remember that. He's like, that'd be a good one to add to the collection, Dad. He, he freaking loves his sticks. He sits in. He's got them all in his room, and at night, every once in a while, I'm putting in bed. He's like, Dad, grab me a stick, and he'll have his eyes closed, and I'll hand it to him, and he'll kind of feel the knob, and he'll be like, uh, Ovechkin. And he's like, give uh -huh. me another one. Like, make a tough one. Uh -huh. You know, I'll finally get one that I think he hasn't checked out in a while, and he'll be like, you know, he'll go to the blade. He'll be like a lefty, and he'll throw out, you know, uh, just a random name, a Goudreau or something. I was like, I thought I had you there. He knows all uh -huh. his sticks. That's we'll get awesome. him. I'll send him one of mine. I'll send yeah. him one of mine. We'll get him. We'll get him. That old, that old Iserman curve, right? That thing is <laughs> oh, awesome. A lot of skill playing with that thing, Buster. <laughs> hey, I just have, can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. In the Olympics, the Olympics, what's that like compared to playing in, in the Stanley Cup? Yeah, we were at two of them, uh, Vancouver and Sochi. And, I mean, the Vancouver one. It was just incredible, right in Canada, same time zone. Um, everyone knows what the game means means there, and then to play them twice, play them in the round robin there, and then uh, see them again in the gold medal game. I remember walking to that rink, you know, through through the fans getting in there, and just the excitement. And um, you flew in, there was a there was an energy to that city um, as it kept getting deeper into the into the games it was it was at an all-time high and i remember at the end flying out it was just like such a dull feeling like that, that was one of the coolest experiences i've had playing for team usa in, in canada against canada it was the game we're down two two one i think it was tied up late on the prezi goal um you know and going to overtime have a chance at it was was pretty special did you with the post and, and, in overtime? Didn't you have a chance in overtime? Yeah, that was pretty. I, yeah, I think it's four on four. I, I don't know. I've I've seen it once now. I didn't look at it for a long time. <laughs> I'm out there, and you're when you're going out out there, you're like, oh my god, like this is great. Like let's go try to get it done. I remember coming through the middle. Niedermeyer has the puck. He makes a pass and knock one down. Kind of turn and fire it, and um. You know, Luongo was in net at the time, and he kind of got a shoulder on it. I, I thought it was probably closer than it was. It, it had a feeling it's that turn and shoot and try to catch him, you know, hopefully dropping, try to go high glove. He got a shoulder on it, fought it off, um, get back to the bench. Timmy Thomas, I remember him being like, that was a pretty good shot. It was it was close. And then freaking looked back down, and Crosby was scoring his goal. It was uh, ah. <laughs> a little deflating. That way, but such a great experience, great group group of guys, and then and then the second one in Sochi, you know, we played in that. You're back home. You're back home. You're back <laughs> home. By that, yeah. <laughs> back with my boys, and uh, <laughs> we're playing playing Russia in in one of the games, and that was the shootout game where Oshu went off, and you know that building That's was, cool. was yeah. there was tons of energy in there. That, that was a pretty special game as well. Datsu, you know, Kovalev, all those guys. It was a, got to go in that shootout, got stopped, um, you know, and then got to watch Osh do his thing. So I never took up golf till I was like, I don't know, 28 years old. Like where I grew up, there were no golf courses, right? And who, win, it, who wins in a match between the two of you? Well, I, we haven't played yet. Oh, fuck. <laughs> if I was winning, you'd probably just bully me to a win. I will. <laughs> bully you to a win 
So <laughs> you grew See what up happens playing if you the make game. This putt. No. Yeah, <laughs> Did you you grow up like in Wisconsin playing as a young kid? Because all Canadian kids up here, right? They play hockey all winter because you can. Yep. And then once hockey season's over, they're all playing golf. And I I never golfed as a kid. I took it up late. I love the game, but I flipped on the TV this year, and I didn't know this about you because. Uh, you know, I just followed your hockey stuff, and I flipped on Tahoe, and there you were in the hunt. I'm there, fucking let's go, because I want the hockey player, right? Fuck them other guys. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you got in the final there, and uh, that last hole, what was it? Who, who wanted the quarterback, the football player? Yeah, Romo. Yeah. yeah, 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 right? Yep. No, Fucker. I – like Growing he needs up, dad, it. dad never golfed, but there was one day, I think I was probably nine, 10 years old. And he came home asking if we wanted to do the Friday lessons at the local public course. So we did, I did it. Uh, younger brother jumped in the next year. You know, we then turned into just loving the game and we'd get the junior membership. I think it was probably 230 bucks at the time. And mom would drop us off in the morning. We'd play 18 or 36 holes led into you know, first real job of a bagroom boy so I could play free golf at the country club. And I played baseball too up until eighth grade. And then freshman year, I kind of, I picked golf in, in high school and it, it was awesome. I, I really enjoyed it. What's the index it, at? What are you at now? Uh, it's probably right around, uh, I think it's plus 0.9 at the moment, maybe somewhere around there. Ooh, plus 0.9. And then it, do, don't, don't you play with, uh, with Romo in the summers? Yeah, no, no, he's he's in Dallas, so we see yeah, him. Yeah, don't you you play golf with him though, right? Yeah, yep. So what was it? Were you guys just like side betting too? Like just, <laughs> it gets like pretty serious. It gets pretty serious out there. there. There's probably I don't know how many guys that legitimately can win it, but there's ten, fifteen really good players. Yeah, and he's he's at the top of the list. He plays a ton of golf just about every day. Um, he's a good player for sure. So, but you get you get out there and. There's nothing like that tournament, man. They treat us awesome. The cameras are there. They're following you around. They're, you know, the greens are good. The, the stands, uh, you know, the ropes. It's it's. Were it's you nervous? Fun. Do you get what's the nerves like? The, the first the first tee is always like, you know, you're down there and you're looking at that ball and you're like, you got to hit this big, almost a slice. You kind of got to hit a cut three wood around some trees, and you're just like. Don't miss the ball, like like. Oh, dude! I mean, if a twosome tells me to play through, I'm like fucked. I'm it's, like, I don't even finish the hole. I'm like pick, waving, picking it up. Like I couldn't imagine. That is no. And way I don't. I do. don't play any tournament golf right now, so I don't really have a great feel for it right off the hop. Um, so you get into that tournament once a year, and that first tee shot, it it gets to you a little bit, and um, piped it down the middle three times in a row. This, this year so that was good but then you're in the playoff and you're going and you're just like you know there's thousands of people lying in the fairway you got probably nota begay trailing you with the cameras talking and you're like all right <laughs> there's a good chance you might pound this in the woods or not but you just got to kind of <laughs> yeah like just make a swing see what happens so the, the golf the golf game is good the fishing game is good Mus tim said you musky fish I've, I see. I grew up fishing in the ocean and tuna fish and stuff like that, striped bass back home. But uh, first time up here in Montreal, I went musky fishing was two years ago, and I got hooked on it. Like I yep. friggin' love the musky fishing. What um 
is that big back home wisconsin right you yeah yeah we're i mean we live right in madison so that was the number one spot to for us to kind of get back to and train for the career and everything and then we bought a house on a lake so it kind of i always wanted a cabin first thing when i signed my pro contract that was the talk of like i'm gonna live on a lake somewhere so i can you know lower the boat go fishing and kind of settle on madison a couple nice lakes there they get pressured a ton you know so there's a lot of boats out there chasing muskies and, and everything else that's in the lake but it definitely works works for us now and and we get we get our fair share of muskies out there and i'm, I'm like you i'm, I'm hooked you know your uh, perfect day awesome. we wake up at on the water at 5 a.m fish till about 8 work out at about 8 30 and then probably head to the course or something or back on the lake what's what's that um by the kk or the triple k and yeah yeah the kk (laughs) the kk all right did you ever did you ever (laughs) did you ever swim the bar (laughs) we had a lot of good nights in the kk it's a kk did you ever see anybody swim it yes i don't i don't know if anyone swam the bar um because i was there for chelly's wedding and right across oh my god if someone swam the bar there a well-known uh, NHLer, and I've never seen anything like it. I, I've done some crazy shit, and I'm like, okay, it, no. it was nuts. Can't say I really have. Yeah, what is what are you talking about? You get on the but well, <laughs> I'll tell you. Everybody's standing at the bar. There's women. Everybody's there having drinks, and they're talking. And somebody gets up on the end of the bar and just swims oh, up the end okay. of it Start and swimming. knocks the drinks over everybody. And I'd never seen that before. I'm like, okay, <laughs> Mad Town. But um, yeah. So, so we got something to shoot for this summer. Yeah. Fuck yeah. The there you go. So um, I I gotta tell you, uh, and I'm sure you guys are aware, but um. That kid, Arbor Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Kid, kid with yeah, the Habs. I, I, I got that part of it. Yeah. He knocked out a kid in training camp in Ottawa. Pretty tough kid. Knocked him out. And then yeah, he, he fought Cassian. Right oh, yeah. God. Did he give it a Cassian? So, I just, you know, warned the boys. Yeah, yep. like Pabs. Yeah, we're, just, we're trying to help you out here. Okay, <laughs> keep your head up. If you don't know how to keep your like, no, no, I it's awesome. It was like good to know about this kid. Yeah, that last night. No, that was that was impressive. He wasn't. This kid wasn't drafted in the OHL. He wasn't drafted in the NHL, and he was working at fucking Costco last year in Hamilton, yeah. Ontario. Yeah, yeah, that's like, wild. crazy. What were you and gonna say, just, Tim? No, I was just gonna say before you we let you go, what's uh what's Torch Pro? What's Torch Pro? Uh, yeah. it's uh you know a digital media company that I'm 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 a partner in. Um good buddy of mine, Matt Fornatero, is kind of the brains behind it. Started the first initial conversations. And it, it was uh it was a talk about like how can we you know where digital media is at nowadays and everyone's creating content and stuff, but how can we get involved in, you know, it started at like, how can we share some of our knowledge, you know, similar to what a podcast is doing, getting good stories. Um, you know, the thought was, who is your favorite player at a young age? You know, I love Brett Hall, but besides on TV, watching him play, you, you never knew a whole lot about how he trained, how he shot a puck, some of his thoughts, you know, so it was like, how can you bring some of these stories, some of this content to 
fans to kids. And, you know, it's grown from there to help, you know, athletes, you know, with the brand building and, and not just like brand building, go do this, but be authentic with it and, and, and share, you know, what you want and, and create your own stuff that way and your, in your own thoughts and then let companies come to you. But it's, it's a cool little idea that's, that's growing. We got a lot of traction going. I think we have three podcasts now. We have, you know, some NHLers, some basketball guys, and, and just sharing and, and, and growing kind of together and creating that kind of that culture where you can share stuff and, and help each other out. Good stuff. Tim, yeah, hell check, of a question, Tim. Hell yeah, of a question, I, Timothy. I read it on our live chat. <laughs> Thank, what else you got, Barry? He's got to go. He's fucking Jesus. Oh, he's got to go. He's got, I got one last question. You've been around for so many years, played for so many people. What, what's the characteristics of a good coach from your perspective? Um, well, I guess it's fresh in my mind. Like one of my favorite staffs I've had is, is Pete DeBoer, Steve Spot, when they were in San Jose. And you throw the other assistants that were there, but they're back here in Dallas. And I think when we left that, when we left San Jose, um, you know, and then you saw a year or two later, he got fired and then um, hired right away in Vegas. You probably figured you'd never play for him. You know, unless something crazy happened. Next thing you know, Vegas was moving on, and you know, I I was I was rooting that he he came to Dallas because he's a guy that you know when you talk characteristics, he has a lot of belief in what he does. He he sees the game a certain way, and and he that belief kind of allows him to to coach the details and uh, really press for what he wants and in spots and. And then it's, you know, we're trying to accomplish this because this is how we see we can play fast. So on the flip side, there's we're probably going to try to take away this because we got to think other teams are, are gearing towards that. But just the, I think, the confidence in, in what you're, you're preaching as a coach and trying to teach and sticking to your guns. Our first year together in San Jose, it was, you know, right around Thanksgiving, Christmas time, we were, there's that stat where you kind of got to be in a playoff you know, position right around them to give yourselves the best chance. Those teams usually hold a pretty good spot. Um, you know, we were towards the bottom. We, we were a bubble team at that point, and they were asking. And I remember a meeting very clearly where he came in, and he's like, listen, like all our analytics, all our numbers are showing that we're doing a lot of good things. We haven't got the wins yet, but we need to double down right now and and stick with this four check stick with our breakout plans, um, stick with our neutral zone and it's going to come. It's going to, it's going to turn for us. And I mean, it was a week later, we got won a couple games and we took off from there and we, we ended up in the finals that year. So I heard you mention analytics, but I, I hope you don't disappoint me here. Um, <laughs> I won't, don't worry about it. <laughs> um, do you use that fucking iPad during a game? <laughs> oh, I no, I don't. It's funny because ah. there's times I've gotten, I'm sitting here looking at this guy and, I, and he's staring at it like three shifts in a row or something, or another guy is that hasn't been playing very good, and I'm thinking like, man, like I can tell you, maybe just go win a battle, right? Like <laughs> you, you'll probably get a little bit more time. Like why don't you just go run through somebody? It'll it'll yeah. solve a lot. Like they all, I like, they're looking at it and figuring it out. And 
I like to glance at it, especially if I made a nice play there. Or yeah, <laughs> right. If I should have, you know, he's showing me, he's like, hey, I was open. And you're like, yeah, I know. I guess I should have made a better play. All right. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So, hey, listen, Joe, thanks so much for taking the time. Really appreciate it. Um, uh, you're, you're a good man. Like, I, I, I guess I picture you the way I've seen you out in the ice, the way you present yourself and the game and uh, the way you've been interviewed over the years and stuff. And um, yeah, you're just who I thought you were. So cool. Well, man, if I would have known we were going to have a day off in Montreal, I would have had you take me musky fishing. Oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. Really? Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Ottawa, that could have worked out way better. Yeah. Well, listen, hey, good, good luck yeah, to you. Thanks. See All you right. boys. Thanks.